But if you can come in and you say, look, we really want to honor like the history of this place and ask them questions. You've lived here for 35 years. Tell me some history and stuff. And then maybe something rings and you bring that in. And then that word travels quickly. It's neighbors, you know, people talk. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to another incredible episode of Weiss Advice Podcast. I'm your host on this journey we like to call podcast, Yona Weiss, as always. And we have another incredible guest for you, Jason Schaller, all the way from sunny Florida. Actually, where are you now? You're sitting in the airport somewhere. I am in Northern Michigan right now. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just another, uh, well, a lot of water, but no salt. Or sharks. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a big contrast, that's for sure. Um, but it's great to have you on the show today, Jason. He's uh, the founder of uh, the Schaller Group and a partner in Peacock Capital, which is a, a real estate investment company. And I'd love to just give a give us a, a little quick, brief background before we jump into this. Yeah, sounds good, man. And uh, thank you again for having me. And uh, it's great to see you again, and especially when we get together to uh, share our epic uh, facial hair. I know there's very few people that I've had that I can actually compare, you know, the the size and color and shape of a of a beard. I mean, there's, there's no one on. else. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. Uh, but no, thank you. Um, yeah, the Schaller Group, I started in... Uh, well, the end of 2017, officially in 2018, um, when you and I linked up, I had literally pretty much just started that company. Um, I came from the corporate world. I worked for a private real estate company out of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh, we, at the end of my career there, we owned, I think it was close to 18,000 apartments at one point, or between owned and managed. At one point, we had 38,000 apartments between owned and managed. So a lot of multifamily. I did a lot of commercial uh, management and property management at one time. We, we used to manage shopping centers across the mm -hmm. United States and you know, 21 different states have operated all over the country when it comes to apartments. But what everybody remembered me for was design, construction, and renovations and kind of branding and, you know, marketing and leasing. And so when I started the Shallow Group, that's what I started to do for owners and investors in multifamily real estate, which is how we connected because you're doing the cost segregation. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of variables and a lot of things that go into multifamily. And so, you know, we've stayed connected ever since. Yeah, that's awesome. And it, it stands out pretty clearly. I mean, anyone who follows you on LinkedIn, which if you're not yet, make sure to go and check out Jason. We'll make sure to put a link to your profile in the in the comments over in the in the show notes, I should say. But you have, you know, you kind of stand out for a few reasons. Number one, you got this great brand that you kind of just threw out there. Right? Yeah, totally. Which is this trust me. Trust me. Trust me. And just <laughs> a picture of a big smiley uh rock star. Um <laughs> You know, in just a few things like that stand out to me. Number one, that. Number two, you you play a really killer guitar. Um, <laughs> and and number three, I mean, the projects that you do, I love the fact that you share the uh, kind of bef not just the before and after, but even like in middle of these projects. And like you said, your background is really more in the design and the build out, the construction. And that really gives a flavor to a, a real estate investment property. And I mean, how do you, how do you, uh, what, what's your passion behind that? I mean, I, I see when I see it, it looks more okay. like an art than anything else. 
thank you. You know, um, and really for me, it kind of, I feel that way. You know, I, I'm passionate about multifamily. I'm passionate about housing and what I do really truly am. And, you know, for me, people, when they choose to live in an apartment, that's the largest check they write each month, right? It's the largest check anybody writes is for their housing typically. And so for me, I got, I, it was kind of put into my head at, at an early age in the business that that was the most important thing you could do is take care of the people. And if you solve their problems, then you're going to have great customers forever. But the whole thing with me and the design and what I'm doing with the branding and everything else is that I don't just look at a building. I like an old building and I see an opportunity there. And I like to focus on um, telling a story around it because there's always history. Where's the neighborhood? What's the history of the building? Who's owned it? What's the family that owned it? How, you know, how did this all come apart? How can you tie it to that? And then what can you do to tell a story? So when you come home from work and you've had a crappy day at work and you pull into the driveway, you're not just pulling up to the apartment building. You're pulling up to the Henry in Plant City and Henry Plant founded Plant City. And you've got surrounding yourself, you know, pictures of him and strawberries and, you know, all the stuff that goes along with the story. And so it makes it, it just makes it more fun, you know, and, and themes tell stories and stories tell, you know, make, make for great experiences. Do you find that actually like adds to the community feeling in the buildings uh, in terms of the tenants? Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. Really. Like the second the whole crew shows up on site and the team, I get excited. Number one for telling people. And once, you know, it's tough. You've got people that have lived in some of these apartment buildings for 15, 20, almost their whole lives. Mm. Sometimes, right? And then you come in and you're a new owner and they're worried, like I'm getting kicked out. You're going to raise the rent. You're going to mm-hmm. do this. You know what I mean? All the things that go with that. Right. But if you can come in and you say, look, we really want to honor like the history of this place and ask them questions. You've lived here for 35 years. Tell me some history and stuff. And then maybe something rings and you bring that in. And then that word travels quickly. It's neighbors, you know, people talk, but it also helps with the team too. And it gives the whole sales team and the property management team something to be like personal and emotionally invested in, which is, uh, you know, helpful to connect with the residents and sell the property and lease it and everything else. Sure. And you've come, you come quite a way, uh, you know, since you started this, the shallow group and, and investing. I mean, you just told me in this span of uh, a couple of years, you guys already have uh, over 1200 units uh, that you have invested in and syndicated into today. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah. We've been, uh, we've not been slowing down at all. Uh, we, we actually have more in front of us right now. We're getting ready to develop buildings uh, too. We've got this whole development platform, which is going to be very, very cool. But uh, yeah, Shallow Group goes strong. I keep renovating stuff and doing more and more work with everything there. But uh, on the investment side, which is most exciting for me because I get to work with really cool people and do some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're doing we're doing some amazing things and finding some really great buildings. Amazing. And so, is all this in Florida or is it all over the place? We call it Florida's golden triangle. I know you like this because you're a branding guy too, right? So uh, it's really Orlando to Gainesville to Tampa. If you gotcha. think of it, you know, and it's probably backwards how I'm drawing it. Right. Gainesville <laughs> to Tampa. And, um, you know, kind of in between the I-4 corridor. So we've got buildings there. We go as, right now as far west as Plant City. We've got a high concentration in downtown Orlando and just along the outskirts up into Sanford. And then we've got buildings in Ocala. We've got buildings in Gainesville. Awesome. And that right. really is, it's uh, a really hot market. And what I mean by hot market, people are moving. Um, there's a lot of population growth. 
There's a lot of job growth, meaning uh, corporations, companies are moving down there as well. It's a great place to live. I mean, Florida, a lot of people moving there because, you know, the just not just the weather, but also there's tax, uh, there's no state sales tax, things right. like that, where you got really incentives people to come live there. Yeah, it's a great place to do business. People are underestimating the amount of like um, tech related mm-hmm. jobs and things that are happening, like even in Orlando and now too, even up in Gainesville, the medical research and, you know, with the hospital there and the university and what they're investing there. And I mean, you know, you can't beat the good weather. So <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's one reason to come there for sure. For sure. How did you come up with this, uh, trust me brand, this whole logo and this whole thing that's kind of taken storm. It was really by accident, but it's taken off. You know, <laughs> um, I, I, I had a good friend in Tampa and I had an opportunity to sit with him and take some headshots when I left the company. And so I wanted to be myself. You know, when you work for a corporation for as many years as you do, you're yourself, but you're also kind of what the company wants you to be. Right. So I just said, I'm going to come out and be who I am at this point. And when I did that, I was goofing around and just, you know, kind of doing this and that. And I did this (laughs) and he goes, you got to see this. It's hilarious. And one thing led to another and I put it on the hat. Now there's thousands of hats out there all over the world. I've got stickers all over the place. People just take the stickers, put them everywhere. I launched all the apparel to go with it. I've got a beer now. I've got, uh, I'm working on some coffee that I'm doing. I've got, you know, you name it. I'm just kind of planning <laughs> everything. And uh, my whole my whole inspiration behind it is um, if you're doing all these great things and you're creating business and equity for yourself, what can you do to give back, right? So I thought this is a perfect opportunity give back in, in maybe a, a different way. And so think of it as like, you know, Paul Newman with a beard, right? <laughs> I wanna, <laughs> anything, <laughs> any after tax profits or whatever, uh, you know, get shared with arts organizations and, and uh, organizations that support music, arts and culture. That's my mission for that. So. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And it's just, you know, it's about, it's about being happy. It's about smiling. It's about showing the world there's and there's a lot more to be grateful, you know, for in this world than just to be kind to other people. I mean, I think that's what the message comes across as. That's what it is, man. Yeah. Just take some responsibility every day when you get up just to smile and do something nice for somebody and be kind. And it makes the world a better place. That's it. Yeah. But it's it's what what's fascinating to me is how incredible, you know, you just like you said, it was kind of by accident. You just kind of started something and it sticks. Like that's the power of branding. But you yes. just do something, you just repeat it over and over enough times. People just make that mental connection and they see yeah. the picture, right? Of the smiley guy and, and they and they just make that connection. But the amazing thing is, especially when it comes to investing and it comes to those kind of things, we're always talking about how important it is you have to know, like, and trust people, right? In order to do business with them. And it's like, it almost, it's almost like funny. The fact that just by branding yourself is like, trust me, like you've, you've already done that. Like people will just, they'll start to like you um, once they get to know you, obviously, but they'll like immediately relate that trust with you just because you've kind of branded yourself as that, which is really fascinating. Yeah. People always... I feel like I know people already when I meet people, like I've never really met anybody I don't like, you know, you got to prove yourself like <laughs> to make it where I don't like you or something, which I, is <laughs> uncommon, but um, you're right about that, you know? And I think 
it's just me being me. I mean, this is the way I am and the way I wrote everything and everything I'm doing. So the more genuine you can be, and you get this too, you know, the more genuine you are and the more open you are, people just relate to you. And if they can relate to you and they see what you're doing, and then the, the wonders of what we do on LinkedIn and everything else is that people see what we're doing. I mean, you're not just talking and saying, oh, I'm doing this and that. I mean, you put out these challenges, you do all right. this other people take action. And it's like, that's contagious. So yeah. Yeah, it totally is. So let me flip back to the uh, to the the business for a second, the investment business and the property. Manager. Are you you're still focusing on construction and and redevelopment that kind of stuff? Are you doing that um, as a third party to other people, or just for your own properties at this point? Yeah, great question. So the way I'm really paying the bills today is to continue to do third party work with the Shallow Group for owners and investors. The same teams that I use for everything that we do there does what we do for Peacock Capital. So I oversee all the renovations, put the plans together, do all that, but I don't make a dime on it. We That's part of our whole mission with our syndication is we don't take any fees or do anything until where we make anything until all of our investors are paid back in full their initial investment and their preferred return. So, right. so you have a lot of potential, a lot of equity in there and, and down the yeah. line. You got it, man. So, so I'm kind of, I balance both. And uh, so far it's worked out, you know, I'm doing a ton of painting projects and branding projects and design. It's all fun. A lot of stuff on the West Coast in Tampa and St. Pete. And then I've got a ton of stuff going on with the, the, the Peacock stuff. And that's, you know, we're, it's generational real estate for us. So whenever we right. come up with some kind of cool idea for that, we're looking not just today and what we can do to sell it to somebody. We're looking like we're going to own this for the rest of our lives and it's going to be called this. So wow. <laughs> it better wow. be good, you know. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And you really have turned a lot of these into, into stories, into uh, projects, right? I mean, maybe yeah. you can share with us like one, one really interesting project or one really interesting uh, deal that you've done that's just, it has an incredible story behind it. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you got to create the story a little bit, but the one that I really love, um, which was a lot of fun to do is a small boutique building in St. Petersburg. Um, if you're ever in St. Petersburg off 4th Street North and you're uh, at 41st, 41st and 4th Street North, uh, there's a building called uh, Leland Guard of the Detroit Hotel. Wow. So now take this a step further. And I'm thinking about like snowbirds and coming to Florida, right? Yeah. And right. this building was built in 1965. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm imagining like people I know from where I grew up hopping into a Cadillac, right? And cruising down I-75 into Florida so they can come <laughs> hang out. <laughs> you know, and get a sunburn and everything else. So what I did is I went back to Detroit roots and the founder of Cadillac is Leland. And, and so what I did is I designed this whole building around a 1965 Cadillac the bill and wow. named it the garden. And so the front landscaping in front of it looks like the grill on a 65 Cadillac. We did the like Chevron symbol, like you see on Cadillac. We did some crests like you see on the, you know, building right. the rest on the front and just, you know, theme the whole thing and told that story and put a whole story plaque together because, you know, literally Babe Ruth used to hang out in St. Petersburg, FDR, all these guys, they all used to hang at the Detroit hotel. And like, there's old pictures with their Cadillacs pulled up in front of the place. So it just makes for a fun story. So I like, that's a good one. I've got a lot of other ones, but that, that one's, that one's just fun. That's one that stands out. Definitely. That's fun. I mean, it's, it's incredible how you can just take an apartment building, right? And turn it into a story and turn it into a historical, you know, kind of landmark. Yeah. <laughs> when people come to, uh, come to St. Petersburg, like they'll be taking pictures in front of your, your apartment building, right? That gives it a, <laughs> that gives it a great brand name, you know? Literally. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's uh i don't know it's just too much fun doing that stuff that's it, cool it, it, yeah it keeps life interesting no it does and it, you know obviously it's it kind of feeds into your creative talent that you like to kind of have that historical aspect to it that story behind it and create something beautiful i mean it is it's a you know beautiful building and obviously everything that goes into it creates Absolutely. that feeling oh totally man yeah yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Well, I'd love to kind of transition now into what we call the final four. So these are four questions that we ask to all of our guests and uh, love to hear what you have to say about these. So the first question for you is what's, what's the worst job that you ever had? Okay. I can answer that very quickly. Bank teller. I, I took a summer job as a bank teller and it was the worst job I ever had. I used to do roofing jobs where I'd work 14 hour days and like carry shingles on the roofs and stuff, come home, feel energized. I went to that job and I never felt more tired in my entire life. And I, wow. my, my, I could never count correctly for whatever reason, <laughs> but my drawer never balanced. I was always off by 42 cents or something like that. And I had to have the assistant manager come help me every day. It was just like, I don't know something about it was not good. Standing in one place all day and just doing transactions is not the job you ever want me to be doing. Wow. That was my worst yeah, that's yeah, so interesting because each of us have like, you know, sometimes when we have these jobs when we're younger that they uh, they kind of bring out in us what we know we're naturally, you know, kind of good at or tendencies that we enjoy doing. I mean, I picture you as someone who's much more an art, you know, kind of cultural kind of artist or you're a musician. These are things, right? A bank teller. It just doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't flow. It doesn't, it doesn't mesh with that, right? No, exactly. I mean, I can say I did it, but I will never do that again. Right. Yeah. right. Check it off the list, but uh, it never could come back. Um, I think that ever happened with ATMs. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. Like nowadays, like how many, there almost aren't any bank towers anymore. I mean, it's, everything is becoming digital and uh, automated. So it's kind of, a, you know, you tell that story, uh, listen, someone's going to be listening to this and in 10 years from now, I'm like, what's a bank teller? Like, what? I'm sure. <laughs> Probably already are some people that will, you know. <laughs> It's so funny. So the second question, what's going to be a book that you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? So I'm looking for something to kind of just change the way that you you saw something. Hmm. You know, this one, uh, this one is, is tougher for me. Number one, and I'll just be honest with you, I have like a really hard time finishing a book. I, I start a lot of them <laughs> and then I come back to them and I'm all over the place, you know? So I, you know, like business books and there's been things I've been forced to read, but I never want to be forced to read anything. I'll tell you one thing that was like very interesting for me to read at a younger age and it's kind of way off topic, but what it taught me is that there's more than like, I always wanted to be a rock and roll star. And I read David Lee Roth's book, like crazy from the heat in college. And there was something about it that was like, there's nothing epic. I don't think, I don't know, but, but there's just something about like being free and like being who he is and not really caring about what other people thought, you know, and like having that mentality of like, you know, yeah, sure. The guy's a rock star and does crazy stuff, but he's also very dedicated to a lot of other things in his life and mm. took seriously and almost becomes obsessed with them and stuff. And so for me, it's, you know, I don't know. It, it, that's a hard one for me to, to really answer, but but that that stuck out. I mean, just kind of like the bank that sure. just popped right into my head, which is a weird one, but you know, here I oh, am. <laughs> you know, listen, it's it's about it's about something that kind of speaks to you, and I think we all have a different 
you know, a different reaction to different things. And regardless of what type of book it is, if there's a message that's in there that kind of changed the way you you viewed yourself or viewed the world or or anything like that, I mean, that's really what I'm looking for. And I think we, that's you know something that really speaks to who you are, right? I mean, yeah. that and that's perfect. I, I, I love that. I just want to do scissor kicks off of like the sides of a part. <laughs> There you go. That that changed uh, how you how you play guitar forever, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, what about uh, a skill or talent that you'd like to learn? Hmm. Skill. Anything. Or, yeah, I know. I'm thinking, man. Like, I just I'm always going out and trying stuff. But what am I not very good at? I mean, it might be fun to learn how to dance. <laughs> there you go. You wouldn't you wouldn't um, be the first person who mentioned that. Yeah. On this show. Uh, maybe maybe learning cost segregation would be. Uh, <laughs> That's relatively easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is because I know you. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's good. Uh, you know, it'd be fun to do actually. And I think you all. I already know how to drive. I'd love to drive a race car. I would love to like go like 250 miles an hour around the racetrack. Wow, <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty wild. I don't know if I will, but yeah, that would be cool. You can go. I mean, there are places that you can go and just kind of be a passenger. Yeah, that's tough though. I've never been a passenger. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's harder in a lot of ways to be a passenger. Yeah, you're just sitting there the whole time, like, oh no, you know, I'd rather drive. Yeah, for okay. sure. All right. All right, very cool. Well, on that note, what's the what's the what's a car that you've uh, driven before that's been just like an awesome car? Uh, you know, I really i I like it driving the Tesla. Oh yeah, very cool. Like, a, yeah, and I mean for that whole like that feeling you get if you floor a Tesla. Now the problem is I've rented a few of them, and like the battery life in a normal Tesla is like I get about half of that because mm-hmm. all I do everywhere is just floor it because it's so <laughs> much fun. You know? <laughs> the whole feeling of everything. Um, but those are it's an amazing uh, machine for sure. Yeah, they're real. That's pretty cool. Yeah, they are amazing. Yeah, I've only been in one a couple of times, but it's been. Uh, that's yeah. that feeling of just like taking off, right? <laughs> yeah. Like a rocket. Uh, yeah, Seriously. exactly. Yeah. So fourth and final question for you is going to be what is, what, excuse me, what does success mean to you? To me, I think it means um, number one, happiness, right? It, it, it means that you're, you're not stressing about stressing out about anything that like everybody stresses out about, you know? money, your relationships, um, and like, like things that I don't know, money's one thing, but you know what, you gotta be, you gotta be happy. You just gotta be happy. And if you're doing the right thing, if you can be successful meaning that like you're doing what you love and you're being yourself Mm -hmm. and you're able to pay your bills and live and make people smile as a result of that, that's the ultimate success. Yeah. You don't need much else quite honestly. That's very true. There's so much truth to that. I mean, I think I asked this question, like, what does it mean to you? Everyone has a different answer, right? Obviously. But what I find fascinating is that there are very few people that like really focus on money, right? That's definition of success. Obviously to have, you know, have that kind of cushion that you don't have to worry about money. I mean, I think that's why a lot of us um, are working so that we can take care of our families. We can take care of ourselves. But in the end of the day, that's, you know, I think most mature people, 
get to that point at some stage in their life or they're or they're just starting out that you know the whole time they realize that's not what it's about right it's it's all about being happy it's about finding what you you know the meaning in your life and yes. to everyone that's different but that's kind of common denominator no you know what's funny man is like i'll say this i actually like getting older like I feel like every day, like I'm less stressed about the things that used to drive me nuts, right? I feel like I can, like, like if money became an issue, I feel like okay, I understand how I can make it now, and like I can hustle and go do what I have to do to do that. So I'm not worried about that, you know. Right. I like, you know, I'm just. It's like every day you feel a little bit smarter about the world, and you just kind of sit back and let the other stuff roll off because it's not that big of a deal. Nothing's really that big of a deal. That's true. It gives you age kind of wisdom comes with age right and yeah. just the life experiences that we all experience so if there's anyone out there who's listening to this that is still uh you know relatively young take it from us <laughs> those of us with the white beards that <laughs> the white hair in our beards right like as my father you know, always likes to say i deserve every every single one of those you know <laughs> i earned them <laughs> all stories yeah <laughs> so good but uh but yeah i mean it's it's pretty it, things that don't matter, you know, that some, if something's not going to matter to you in, in 10 years from now, then there's no worth, there's no reason to be kind of worried about it right now. That's kind of my philosophy. Yeah, exactly, man. I don't know. You're, you're so much fun to watch and, and see everything that you're doing because you're always so positive about stuff and you're always inspiring other people and putting forth so much energy into just giving other people success. And, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said about that. So I can relate to you in that respect in many ways. And I admire it. And, uh, I really, uh, I appreciate the fact that you brought me on to your podcast. I'm honored to be here. So thank you. Pleasure. No, it's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you taking the time out. Um, we'll wind it off with where can our listeners find you or reach out to you if they choose to. Definitely LinkedIn where, you know, they can definitely find me there. Uh, you can find me through the Schaller group or you can find me just Jason Schaller. My website's theschallergroup.com. And uh, I'm, a, I'm on Instagram and, you know, that stuff too. But LinkedIn, LinkedIn's our jam, I think. I, I like that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, so, uh, you know, to our listeners, thanks for joining. We'll make sure to put all that stuff in the show notes if you, you want to connect with Jason further. And I appreciate you taking the time out to spend with us today, Jason, and, and also to our audience, uh, you guys listening. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. And remember, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I wanna ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating or review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn. Send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you. 